Welcome to the Coffee Snobs Podcast, where we just really love good coffee. So grab your cup of coffee and join us each episode as we explore any and everything coffee-related. From pour-overs to lattes to the coffee experience, we explore it all. Because, well, life's too short to drink bad coffee. Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Coffee Snobs Podcast. This one's a special one for yep. a lot of reasons. Because, well, first off, uh, we have Chad on the episode. What's going on, Aaron? Where's Tyler? Uh, he is not here. Oh, and is he on probation again? He is on probation. <laughs> but All the tables have turned. <laughs> the exciting part is we're in Canada. <laughs> yes. <We're>, and- <laughs> yeah, we are in Canada right now. Toronto Pearson Airport. Um we just, you know, this is such a nice airport that we wanted to hang out here for a couple of extra hours and enjoy the aesthetic. So currently at this moment, we have missed our flight to Charlotte um, and and for many reasons, uh, but one would be baggage. We're going to blame it on baggage. It was mostly the, yeah, baggage, baggage issues. It was a, it was a, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're just going to call just it leave baggage. leave it at that. So... We will, this podcast was going to happen no matter what because we had a lot of coffee here in Toronto. Yes, it's so much coffee that we had to stop in Chinatown and get some bao buns because it was it was getting jittery. Oh, it was wild, but it, it was good. It, it was, was it was really really good. I you know one of the things that's impressive about this area is when you travel. You never really know. I mean, you can do research ahead of time, but you never really know exactly what right. kind of coffee that you're going to get or what yeah. kind of quality of coffee that you're going to get. And I felt like once we got into the downtown area of Toronto, just the the variety and availability of good coffee shops was impressive. It was extremely impressive because we were in uh, outside of Toronto yeah. in, uh, in Vaughan. Vaughan. Yeah. And there was, it was a coffee drought. Uh, I ran to multiple coffee shops in the morning and literally just kept running. Like I would ran to one and just kept running. It, I, I would say that it, up in that area, it was they had coffee. Did. as a afterthought, mm-hmm. not yep. a priority. It, yeah. was, it was an afterthought situation, and so it was. It was just your average run of the mill. We're making coffee because we have to type thing. It really was. And, I mean, you brought a your pour-over set up, yeah. and we had coffee in the room a few mornings. But even so, like the Tim the Tim Hortons, which is very popular yeah. in Canada, that, that wasn't even to be found in that area. They were, they were hard, let's say they were in a mall. We, we, there were two in a mall, but that was really it. I didn't see many external uh, Tim Hortons where we were located. So... It was a coffee time, uh, but in, we're in Toronto. Let's talk about Toronto coffee. So once we get into Toronto, we you know you just start doing the the Google search yep. and trying to look around, and we found I actually Googled you know good coffee in Toronto, and and, um, and we used one of our if you go back yep. to one of our early episodes, we talk about characteristics of a go- good coffee shop. Yep, and these characteristics were true. Yep. So we found this place uh, called. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, yeah. Fahrenheit. So it was a, it was a little bit of a walk. We we took the train into the city and a little bit of a walk over. Fahrenheit was a, a small little. Co- I mean, yeah, 
tiny coffee shop, uh, maybe it, five six hundred square feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was very small, but, but yeah, yeah. Just the level was impressive. The the level of coffee was great. The the vibe in there they had kind of the upbeat. Uh, music happening, very energetic, very uh, friendly staff in there, the, yeah. the barista, and very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. If I'm not mistaken, uh, there were three trophies on the wall, one from 2010. For, 2011. Uh, yeah, 2011. And then there was a trophy on the back of barista, uh, World Barista Championship. Yeah. I think he was a uh, top, I don't, I didn't, I have a picture of it, but uh, I have to look up how, what, what level he qualified. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, the barista said that all of the barista staff is trained for competition level. Yeah. And that, it really showed. The guy was able to, to, I was asking a ton of questions, as yes, I always sure. do. Yeah. And he was like, oh, dude, no problem. Just keep talking to me. And he was moving drinks like crazy fast. On a side note, just on the city of Toronto thus far, and really Canadian, Canada, Canada, Canada. Canada. Canada Lars is really going to love this right now. <laughs> is uh, was very welcoming, very welcoming, uh, very hospitable, and all of the baristas at the coffee shops we went to today were very, very nice, willing to chat, willing to have conversation. So that was that was a pretty cool experience. It really was. So uh, Fahrenheit had three different roast that you could pick from. And they had characteristics labeled out there. It was a really like we have a photo. I'll uh, I'll post it to our Instagram so you can see it. Um, it was really cool. Which correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, but that's very abnormal when you go to a to a coffee shop that they give you the ability to choose your bean for your espresso. Correct. I, I don't know many places that don't have it dialed in, and so they're like, hey, let's don't change it. Yeah. Um, like all of the shops that we went to after that, you had. No, you had, well, you had the pour over option, sure. but we'll get to that later. But all of them, most of the time, it's just dial it in, yeah. keep it the same. But they and said, hey, you, you pick whichever of these three you want and, and we'll make it. And I had a Cortado, and I think you had the same. Yeah. And it was very, very good. Very, very good. An Ethiopian. Yep. Ethiopian. Cor- yeah. Yep. And so even the barista was like, hey, uh, we know that the milk is going to be a little uh, under temp for a Cortado. I mean, like he explained it super well, which is what put it so high on our radar. Like he was willing to tell us information that you wouldn't normally get from a barista. He told us told us the temperature that he was that he was steaming the milk at, yep. or bringing the milk up to, and then why he was doing it that way. Yeah, which is it. It goes back to that where he said they were all trained to be competition level. Yeah, that right there because. You may do something, but you really don't know why you do it as a barista. And he he was doing it and knew why he was doing it. So that was really, really cool. Really, really cool. And then our next place was, do you remember the next place? The next Dark place Horse. that we went to was Dark Horse. It yeah. was. Uh, which was another real big win. Um, it was, I think it was one that we had found on, on Google Maps and it had yeah. a... Uh, reclaimed wood and leather Ooh, aesthetic. It did. A big open windows, big work tables in yep. there. Just kind of a. It was one of those um, places. It, it looked like it was um, in a in a very 
business district. Mm-hmm. So yep. there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, working professionals in there that were utilizing the space. Maybe some students in there that yep. were u- utilizing the space for work, uh, but just a very welcoming environment. It really was a very welcoming environment. So we order our drinks, and I think at that moment we both ordered. You ordered a oak milk latte. Yeah, you got the oat milk latte. They had that option there. Um, I like to try it on occasion whenever it is an option. Just it's a different, a little bit of a different flavor, and especially I knew we were going to be on a coffee experience yeah. today and so i wanted to just kind of keep keep that dairy uh, mixed up a little bit there. yeah so and then i had a latte just normal uh just regular uh whole milk and it was really really good so both of the baristas the females behind the bar very very nice like uh a few takeaways from the dark horse is on the hopper they used uh, a grease pencil so that would be a pencil that they could put their kind of like a dry erase marker, yeah, dry button. erase marker, and so literally they would go through and dial in the machine throughout the day, throughout dial in the grinder, not the espresso machine, dial in the grinder, and it was like they knew how they were doing it, they knew the method. It was it was very, she was very knowledgeable. Yeah, she was very knowledgeable, um, and they used uh, somebody a, a roasted bean from somewhere that um, you know, JJ something, but it yeah. was labeled as dark horse. So everything yeah. that they had was dark horse, and I think it was. Uh, Twenty grand was actually the roast that they were doing yes. that day um, for their espresso. Um, hold on one second. We're just making sure that. Yeah, I don't think that's us. Okay, that's not us. Okay, so uh, back to the back to the episode. So um, it was that was really really good. But here's the win for Dark Horse because as we were chatting with them, trying to understand what they were doing. They opened Pandora's box on the Toronto coffee shop. Yes, you asked, are there any coffee shops we should be aware of? And they started rattling off, which was really cool. You know, we've talked about this, I think, before. Good coffee recognizes other good coffee. Yeah. Um, And when baristas are knowledgeable of, of the industry and they're able to share that information, I think that was pretty... Neat, but they gave you an, an entire it list. It was nine coffee shops yeah. within like a three mile, and I don't think any of them were ch- coffee chains besides two of them. Yeah, and and the chains were like local chains. Yeah. So you know, like we have in Charlotte, there's yep. a f- three or four of the uh, the same uh, coffee shop there. But yeah, they were they were all local chains, but um, that that were doing something a little bit different. Yeah, it was it was really really cool. Uh, our next place on the list which we walked through Chinatown, and, and Chad said that we did stop at, what was that little restaurant called? Um, it was a, a little uh, Asian bakery, and man. Yeah. Now, see, I have never experienced this. Oh, so I love yeah. food, but Chad, he was like, have you ever had this? And I'm like, no. So we walk in, and he's just like, look, get what I get. And we got, what did we get? Um, I know uh, this is coffee, yeah, but you need to. Yeah, yeah it, 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 so they're, they're, they're steamed pork buns, barbecued steamed pork buns and um, barbecue baked pork bun. Yep. And then I got like another little pastry thing with meat and it was just just no it was our break so that we we the the bread could soak up the coffee (laughs) because we were about to venture on and so then we go to I would say probably one of the nicest coffee shops. And when I say nicest like the way it was set up, it was very uh, unique, and that was Quantum. Is that correct? It was Quantum, and they were v- very much set up. 
they were very process driven. Very. So you got to imagine this is maybe a, a 2,000 square foot coffee shop. Yep. Um, they had a separate line to place your order and then a separate bar where they were making drinks. They had two uh, three head espresso machines. Massive machines. And I mean, they were set Gorgeous. up for production. Now, this is in the garment district of Toronto. So they were, um, you know, again, it was a very popular area. We were yep. there at. Uh, what one thirty yep. in the afternoon, yeah. um, and and they were very busy at that at that time, but the place was set up. It was very process driven. You could tell that. Yeah, it was very very nice. So when he says there are two uh, a line to order your drinks and a line to pick up your drinks, they're literally on the opposite sides of the facility. Yeah, and so what we both got though was pour overs because. On the Google map, we see pour-overs, and we see the automated machines. Yes. And so we both walk in, and you get to pick. It was one another place that you got to pick your roast, uh, but it wasn't. you didn't get to pick your roast for um, uh, espresso. You get to pick it for pour-over. Yes. And so, oh, my gosh. I, I love the process of, of pour-over. Um, I, I like the hand, but when it... The automated machine at this level was totally next level. So it's called a poor steady. Poor steady. Yeah, if you if you Google that, I'm sure there's YouTube videos on it. But the poor steady machine, it's hard to describe. Yeah. On like through words, but it was an automated machine that had I think six places. Yep, six places. Six pour over stations, and a a, a nozzle that was on a on a motorized belt that would go back and forth, but it wasn't just pouring water. It was, it was, um, spreading the water back yeah. and forth. So if you think of like a, a, a four axis head or a three axis head would be left, right, up, down. Okay. In a pour over and an automated pour over set, setup. Well, this was a five axis head, meaning it would move left to right, up and down and then rotate. So the way it was dispensing the water would actually, they were all uh, V60, pour over uh, uh, units and so it would literally disperse the water up the V60 to actually move the grains down yeah. it was impressive yes, impressive it was I mean and it produced a really good cup of coffee but he was able to do again this you have to understand that this coffee shop yeah, we, we've been to so many of them there's some there's some handcrafted ones where they pride themselves on yeah. a human yep. physically making the coffee and in this particular set up they had they had excuse me they had the humans operating machines that were precisely dialed yeah. in and so they were able to do mass quantities at a high level at a high quality which was yep. really impressive yeah and they had uh this coffee shop had some specialty beans so they were collaborating with some roasters and so they had some specialty beans back there that were only there for a limited time, which yeah. was really, really cool. I took photos of all the bags that they were um, featuring at that moment. But the really cool thing is I ordered a iced pour-over, which I got one in Minnesota um, at uh, Annalise. Um, Annalise? Yeah, Annalise uh, Coffee Shop. Mm-hmm. And that was my first time having it. I haven't had one since, but I got it there, and, man, it is a really, really good beverage. Yeah, I got a chance to take a sip of it, and it was it was definitely a different taste. Um, you know, and it's 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 forty. Well, this morning it was forty seven degrees. It may yeah. be a little warmer now, maybe in the fifties, but it was really cold and and re- drizzly, rainy, yeah. like just a, a kind of a wet day all around. 
Yeah. Not really the day that you would want to have an no, iced coffee. No, my hands were red <laughs> by the time I finished it after we walked around, which we walked seven miles today um, around Toronto uh, as and then ran back to the airport. So we, we uh, yeah, so that was our uh, final place of coffee. Yeah. Um, but we passed a few other ones. There was a blue stone, um, gorgeous facility. Uh, we just looked at from the outside. Then um, the other one was Pilot. Was that one? That was one at the Union Station. Yep, that's one that they had, uh, one that they had suggested. But uh, one of the topics that I want to talk about is the second cup. Okay. <laughs> the second cup, yes. So here in, um, in Canada, in Toronto, there is a chain called the Second Cup. Yep. And every... Okay, so we know that Starbucks is everywhere. Yeah. But one thing that Second Cup has done here, and we found this out from another Canadian who said, hey, have you noticed anything about Second Cup? And we said, no. He said, well, Second Cup is everywhere Starbucks is. Yep. And it literally is within one or two storefronts from Starbucks. Either either across the street or catty cornered, but they they typically you'll see them. A Starbucks is on you know the, the northeast corner, and the second cup is on the southwest corner. It's it is wild, and their price point is higher than Starbucks. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, from a marketing strategy and from a from a economic uh, like zoning of the land to see like how many people are moving because I know that's what Starbucks is doing when they go into an area. Sure. I mean, dude, it's crazy smart. And the second cup just kind of follows in behind. It's it is wild how they follow in behind. They charge a little higher price point, and uh, from what we understand, I never went in one. Um, but from what I understand, it's they they have a little higher quality than Starbucks um, from a like a um, handcrafted, uh, but they're still a like a box, you know, a box chain. So. Um, that was that was really cool. Uh, that just that kind of model, but on one of the days we, that we were here, we're here for an event. Uh, we went to a coffee shop. We were looking for coffee. We were touring the city, <laughs> and we go to this coffee shop. And do you remember the name of it? Um, which the first one that we were trying to go to that was that was closed because that that one met all of the strategy it, for the every, aesthetics everything and when we walked by it it was closed the two days that we were there but oh, it, it, was a it looked really nice on the inside it did so there was another shop right near it called Big Guys Little Coffee Shop yes. And, and we walked in the door of a little coffee shop. Now, we have, uh, I think at that time we had like 22 people with us. Yeah, somewhere so around we there. So we were leading 22 people down the street <laughs> to a coffee shop because we wanted coffee. Yeah. Uh, just want to make sure. Like, no, everybody else was fine, but we wanted coffee. So we go past the first one and we realize it's closed and we go into this one and it's it's i mean how how small you think it was another 500 square feet yeah it was i mean if if it was that i mean it was three steps into the front door yeah and we had a line of people all the way outside standing on the street and you know the guy was very kind he was like hey, what can i get you and we just started ordering one after another yeah. and tw- you know 20 some people place a coffee place order a- now, the reason why we're bringing this up, because that wouldn't be just normal. I mean, you, know, you go into a coffee shop and yeah. order, everybody order drinks. But we go to pay, and everybody gets either a, a latte, I got a cortada, 
Um, there were some people that got hot chocolate, but everybody got a beverage. Yep. And do you remember how much it cost? $30 Canadian. $30. Yeah. And he added it all up right there in front of us. And uh, his prices, I guess, which I didn't, I never saw a, a menu board with any pricing on it at all. No. But, but like, it was, I mean, there were at least 22 drinks. Yeah. At, I mean, it was, I was wondering, when we left, I was like, there's no way he's going to be able to stay open. <laughs> it was so cheap. That would have been, I mean, we both calculated it up. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, at, a, at, at any other coffee shop that you would have gone to, that would have been at least 60 to $70. And, and it was good. I mean, it was a little darker roast, so it's not what I, like, it's yeah. not the roast that I would want. But his, I mean, it was coffee, and, yeah. it, was, and no. it was good. Um, it met the need. It caffeinated. It was still a homemade a home shop. Yeah. And there was wood. <laughs> there wasn't no leather, but there was wood. Um, it was a neat little experience. It was. Especially, I think it was probably the fact that we walked 20-some people in there was <laughs> was the, the part of the, the experience. And the guy was just super kind and called his his employee over there. I don't know if it was a, a, a family relative or what, but pulled him up there because he was like, yeah, we're. Hey, this is a place that probably sees you know a couple of customers an hour. Yeah, and, yeah. And we we brought in twenty twenty in like ten minutes. And so it was it was what like he did a great job of throughputting twenty people in. Yeah, a massive variety of orders. Um, but that's been our coffee journey here uh, in Canada. Um, I, some takeaways Toronto has phenomenal coffee like the Toronto coffee scene I can't say anything about the suburbs but the Toronto coffee scene is is nice yes yeah it's and Toronto as a whole I I would say is a it would be a great city to come visit just you know spend a couple of days here it's it's a very clean city it's you know large metropolitan it's got that kind of New York City vibe it's got any large city vibe but very clean very friendly um, a good pace of uh, a a life pace here so yeah it's definitely a place that uh, would be cool to come back to and spend some more time here and explore around and and see their their uh, their culinary scene seems to be very well, very good as well. Yeah. Got a lot of uh, yeah. little quadrants of the city to go visit. So yeah, it's definitely a neat place all all around. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of the Coffee Snobs podcast. I, it, I, like, we just got lucky. We missed our flight, which I don't know if that's luck, but hey, it's glad to have Chad back on the podcast. Well, I appreciate you you having me and. Uh, since we didn't have anything else to do for two hours, to s- sit here and have this entire room of people stare at us awkwardly while we're recording, yeah, we are like we're in the boarding area, and like there are a ton of businessmen standing up. We've actually had a few people take photos, which I'm gonna actually try to go get the photo, yeah. and we're gonna post it on Instagram. Not sure if they're taking a photo to make fun of us or they're admiring the fact of all of our nice audio equipment. Yeah, so he's currently holding his studio mic. I brought it. Uh, and I'm holding a studio mic, and uh, yeah. So if you want to follow along the Coffee Snobs podcast on Instagram, uh, if you like this episode, please like five stars on iTunes, and you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Aaron Beaver, A-A-R-O-N-B-E-A-V-E-R, and Chad, how can they get a hold of you? Just the easiest way is uh, L-O-C-D-O-C dot net slash connect. You can follow me. You can search my name, Chad Lingefeld, if you can figure out how to spell it, but lockdoc.net <laughs> slash connect is the easiest way, and it is going to get you to me eventually. Yes. 
Well, listen, I hope you've enjoyed it and adios. Thank you.